Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabir. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, (laughs) Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Third World Perspective. My name is Pablo and I'm back with another episode. The football show is back and I'm joined by a Chelsea fan, one of the veterans of the Third World Perspective. Alan Mutoni is here. Hey, hey guys, hey guys, Alan Mutoni is back. <laughs> it's been a while. But yeah. uh, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we spoke about football on the show. Um, the last time we spoke about football was on the 100th episode when I had both Marsh and Caleb, and we were speaking about obviously the four sports that we cover on the podcast. Um, a lot has happened. Obviously, the season is underway, and obviously the Premier League is like nine weeks nine weeks through. The Champions League is also here as well, and uh, we're going to start with a talking point. Obviously. Aling Haaland is playing in the Premier League now. Man City activated that 70 million pound release clause from from Borussia Dortmund and he is now here obviously he's tearing apart the league three hat-tricks already in the first nine weeks of the Premier League. Um, the same amount of Premier League hat-tricks as Cristiano Ronaldo. What do you make of Aling Haaland and his performances so far? Um, <clears throat> you see before before even Erling Haaland Alan was in Borussia Dortmund mm-hmm. i when he was still in Salzburg mm-hmm. yeah i started i started following his journey and uh, the numbers don't lie numbers don't lie <laughs> and uh, me as a mathematician i know that yeah. <laughs> so we thought it was it it could be slightly harder for him but oof, the guy is is something else the guy is a beast yeah 100% he had he had his doubters coming into the league um, I saw a clip. If you guys have my WhatsApp, you guys saw a clip that I posted on on my status. Someone actually said that Erling Haaland would not win the Golden Boot. No chance of him winning. He said that it, if Haaland scored, I think I think 15 goals in the Premier League this season, that would have been a good season. He's well on his way um, to obviously eclipse the 15 goals. Um, obviously, he played yesterday on Wednesday um, against Copenhagen. Scored two goals in the first half. He was subbed off. Mm-hmm. He is tearing basically a lot of things apart, a lot of teams apart. Obviously, tore Man United apart as well on Sunday. Basically, do you think Erling Haaland could be on pace to to basically eclipse one of the best strikers that the league has ever seen, and obviously Man City has ever seen in Sergio Aguero, obviously the leading top scorer for Man City. Of course, because you see, um, number one, you look at the age. Mm-hmm. The guy is very young, so if if you can start achieving things at, a, at such a, t- a tender age, mm-hmm. and the the future is very bright for the kid, mm-hmm. because uh, you, even if you look at the team he's playing, City is playing some nice fit- football at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So if if he keeps the momentum. Oof. Something All-time else. top scorer. All-time top scorer. 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's, a, he's a crazy man. I think uh, for now he's starts in the Champions League is like 28 goals in 22 games, which yeah. is like almost unprecedented. He's, he's, he's a phenomenon. And obviously we, we saw Pep, uh, his, um, his, his head in his hands mm-hmm. after, after Haaland's second goal. He's, he's, he's that good. And for me, like the key thing about, about his play is he, whenever he's in the box, he never shies away. Like he's always playing even when he doesn't have the ball. Like every single touch that Bernardo Silva or anyone who is on the ball takes like from the wings he's always moving within the within the box anticipating where that cross might land and his his positioning for me his positioning is the is better than even Lewandowski's or Benzema's that's why he, he will always score goals yeah that, that that guy has some some natural instinct because uh, yesterday as I was as I was watching the the Man City game the second goal like the guy it's like he, he is playing in the future <laughs> he's playing in the future like he, he, he really anticipates the ball will like do something and yeah. he's always there he's always there so i think uh, this guy yeah the way his mind works is also is incredible the way he reads the, he reads the game uh, yeah and sticking sticking with man city obviously um they lost Kailoka on on Sunday when during the Manchester derby starting right back for 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 the for Man City and a starting right back for for England as well he's out with a groin injury he had surgery and obviously surgery was successful um the, uh, this piece will actually be on Dine Sports um if you guys want to check it out or write about it um Kyle Walker is out for an extended period of time. The question for him is, I think Man City will, will find a replacement for him. Jao Cancelo can move to the right-hand side and they can find someone to slot in at left-back. But do you, what do you think needs to happen for England? Because it's a crucial part of the back three um, that Gareth Southgate likes to play with the three centre-backs and wing-backs. Uh, looking at the England squad, uh, the right-back position, mm. they have numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because you have Walker, you have Rhys James, you have Trippier who, who can still play even left back. Mm-hmm. You have Trent who in the recent times has come under very strong criticism <laughs> about his his defensive qualities. Yeah. yeah so on uh, if 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 it's on England side, I don't think they'll miss him so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, for 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 Man City. Uh, I think they'll miss him yeah, they will. because uh, now now if Cancelo is going to the right back, you see now they'll have to start like uh, Sergio Gomez in the left back, yeah. and uh, he's not really prolific like like uh, Cancelo. Yeah. yeah, so I think uh, it will be a big hit for for Pep. Yeah, yeah but uh, for Eng- England wise, I think they are just still okay with or without Walker. Yeah, yeah. This this actually brings into question why Pep actually sold Zinchenko to Asen to Arsenal, and now he might be wondering like maybe I shouldn't have done that but it's partly because uh probably we human beings we, we, we don't see the future yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> no, yeah no one could have predicted that yeah. maybe kailoka would be out and cancelo would have moved to the right hand side mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see what decision pep makes um when man city play in, during the in the weekend yeah um obviously sticking with the champions league um leo messi scored a magnificent goal yesterday against benfica i think this is the first time he has scored against Benfica, which like I think it takes his tally of teams he has scored against to something like 40, which is which is which is just amazing, like incredible to hear. I know I'm a Ronaldo fan, and people expect me to always talk trash about Messi, but Messi is one of the greatest players of all time. Like no one, no one can can disagree on that. And obviously a well taken goal, although PSG actually drew the game. The thing with Messi is obviously he, he has this one year to play in Paris. 
and there is talks of him actually going back to Barcelona. Where do you think Messi will play next season or do you think there's a chance he can go to the US? Um if if I were Messi <laughs> that's that's a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> because uh but but if I were Messi, me I will not go back to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You see, you already left a legacy there, mm-hmm. so there is no need of going back and and and, and probably you can put some stains on that legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's either he extends the contract with PSG or he goes over to MLS. But considering after yesterday's goal, he's just 14 away from catching up with Ronaldo, yeah. I don't think he'll prefer going to MLS. Yeah. And the guy still wants to, to catch up with Ronaldo. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and be the all-time Champions League top scorer. Yeah, and obvi- yeah, obviously Cristiano is not playing in the Champions League, which is... It's mind-boggling. Man United, <laughs> like... Ah, man, it's, it's, it, it makes me so sad that, that there's a chance that Messi can actually score 15 goals this year, obviously, with that couple, with that one, and, like, obviously eclipse Ronaldo. Um, but for me, it's it's curious to see to see where where he'll play. Um, obviously, Xavi has has been speaking about him, saying he's always welcome in Barca. And there's there's also a thing that I uh, like studying Messi over like maybe six, five, ten maybe years. Messi is, is someone that likes like comfort. I think as long as he, when as long as that's why he didn't leave Barcelona. As long as as he's comfortable at a club, I think he's that type of player that never wants to leave. Maybe doesn't want to spoil a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a, there's a high chance that he goes in Paris, that he stays in Paris. I think he's just enjoying his football there. Yeah. And obviously there's there's still talks that that team wants to win the Champions League. And if you can do that with Paris, maybe the the talks of can he do it in another league will maybe die down and he'll shut up the critics. Yeah. Then also, uh, it's because uh, when Messi left, Barcelona had, had this, this long-term plan of mm. uh, Messi replacement. So you see now they have brought in some uh, Rafinha. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Messi going back to Barcelona will be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully. But also, like, him going to, to the MLS is also viable. Like, um, obviously, I write for Dying Sports. You guys need to check, need, need to follow me on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. And obviously, basically, most readers of, of Dying Sports are American readers, and they, obviously, they, they like the MLS. Gonzalo Higuain retired recently, announced that he will retire after this season recently. Obviously, he's playing for Inter Miami. And obviously, the rumors are that Messi might actually prefer going to Inter Miami um, for, to play there once his career in Europe is, is over and done with. I think he has bought some property, he has real estate in, in Miami. That's why. Inter Miami are probably the favorites to land him, and for me th- that that makes sense. Maybe like two years from now, I think it's it's still too early for him to actually go over, like go across the pond and like yeah and play in the US. Yeah, but um, sticking with the Champions League, Chelsea um, at the moment. You guys, you guys are like obviously a little bit of a transition. Trotboli is now the owner. Roman Abramovich sold the club, etc., etc. Um, Thomas Tuchel is now out. I remember I told Marsh this immediately. Immediately, the 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 the, the deal with Trotboli was confirmed. I told him there's no chance that Thomas Tuchel actually stays at Chelsea for two more seasons. I think I told him before. Before next season, I think he'll be out the club, out out of the club. I thought, I thought obviously the owners would want to make a change, and I thought obviously Tuchel has a history of not um, actually working well with new owners or like conflicting with, with people with management basically. And now Graham Potter is in there. 
first what do you think of, of basically how Graham Potter has, has, has played Chelsea obviously two games in the Premier League game on the weekend and obviously the Champions League yesterday okay first Graham, Graham Potter is a, is, a, is a good manager of course it, it was it was it was kind of risk for Totbolly to bring like we expected a very big name actually mm-hmm. so when I was I was surprised but at the same time I was not surprised because uh, I've been following this Brighton team it's it was playing some real yeah. nice football yeah. yeah so if you compare the the squad quality of brighton and chelsea i think uh, time will tell i won't judge him by by two games yeah. but time will tell time will tell yeah for sure and obviously his last game for brighton was incredible they beat leicester 5-2 we remember mcallister scored an amazing free kick like almost the last kick of the game i think graham potter is for me i i, I liked him um since his time at Swansea mm-hmm. he he was one of the main reasons why Man United signed Daniel James because James just popped off while he was playing in Potter's system and obviously Man United thought that that would happen um at Man United and that didn't happen is now at Leeds there's talks of maybe Leeds moving him on we'll see how what what happens with that but Potter is just for me one of the most tactical English managers in the game right now and obviously you guys um had a good result on the weekend yeah. um you guys also had a good result yesterday yesterday um beating this the scudetti winners the, the <laughs> italian champions ac milan 3-0 convincingly at home what do you, what do you, what do you think of what did you think of the performance First, uh, I like to up, 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 upload James. Chris James is something else. Yeah, he's uh, because they are the Rafael Leo guy, fella. That guy is is on fire. Yeah. So Chris James really introduced the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Thiago, Thiago. Also, I need to upload him. Yeah. I really silence Giroud. Yeah. yeah. But overall, uh, we tried, but the midfield um, still something to work on. Yeah. Still, still, they they still need to be work to be done in the midfield. Yeah. 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 I think. I, yeah. Also, also think like Chelsea um regardless of 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 basically what happens with the club and everything all around i think i think uh, they they always have a tradition of doing um a very good job when it comes to the football part which which is unlike clubs like man united and arsenal or like other clubs that maybe falter like leicester are now in a, at a at a tough juncture in the during um for the for the team for the club right now but i think chelsea they always separate basically what's going on with with the football side and obviously james is incredible maybe he'll replace kyle walker for the england squad there's a high chance that he'll be the starting right back and Chilwell is back healthy now and obviously you guys brought in Fofana who went out injured um you have not liked his his performances so far i uh, still not told my heart <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh one thing uh, the, the guy is young so there's room for improvement yeah, yeah. then also playing alongside uh, the likes of Thiago Silva yeah. he will learn so much from a very, at, a, at a very young age so i think uh, also long term he'll, he'll improve yeah 100% obviously he scored his first champions league goal for in, in, um, for his career um i think obviously french citizen um i liked him a lot at Leicester. i haven't watched much of him at chelsea 
and I just I just think he's a he's a good player and obviously Leicester know how to produce quality players and obviously quality players from Leicester um some way somehow always end up at Chelsea Golo Kante Ben Chilwell Wesley Fofana etc um Danny Drinkwater <laughs> if if you can call him a quality player <laughs> yeah like players from Leicester usually end up at Chelsea and maybe most of them have actually ended up having good careers although Wesley Fofana is out injured we saw him on crutches um well, maybe he comes back and his career at Chelsea actually starts um, on the upward trend yeah and obviously Chelsea speaking of the next games Chelsea are actually playing Wolves on Sunday on Saturday obviously at Stamford Bridge you guys are welcoming Diego Costa back to the bridge after I think five years five five or six years of him actually not playing in England he's now back in England what do you think of his addition to the Premier League? Do you think he's still in his in his form? Okay, um, to make an impact. First, uh, of course, you cannot expect uh, that Diego Costa was in Chelsea, but uh, you cannot rule out his capabilities mm. because he's still a threat. Just the presence in the, in the yeah. defense is, is is a threat. Then uh, you know, in football, history repeats itself, yeah. and uh, whenever you leave a club. In some in some shambolic terms, <clears throat> and and you meet them, there's always this need of proving a point. Yeah. So I think uh, the guy will score. The yeah. guy will score. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be a very tough game for us. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said the fact that leaving a club when you, you you don't want to to leave a club, like meeting that club again, always is motivational. Like you always want to prove them wrong. Like obviously they made a mistake letting you go. And obviously Diego Costa, I think I think he'll go down as a Chelsea legend. I don't know if you can agree as a Chelsea. Of fan. course, of <laughs> course. Looking looking at the the, the the number nines we have been buying since he left. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, number nines have always struggled. The nine for Chelsea has always been a struggle. But Diego Costa is is a, is a good player. But just shifting to Wolves, um, Wolves have a lot going on. Obviously, they they sold their captain. Conor Cody is now playing in Everton, um, which is which is also nuts because Conor Cody grew up as a Liverpool fan and is now playing for Everton, which are um, the rivals um, to Liverpool, obviously the blue side of Merseyside. And also they, they sucked their manager, Bruno Lager, who only got his job last season. He has only been there for like maybe close to 12 months. Um, what what do you think is is happening with Wolves? What, do you think management grew tired of Bruno Lage, or do you think basically they just had to make a change because they they had a they had a different point, a different perspective? Now I I, I will not answer this one from a Chelsea perspective, <laughs> but uh, from a general uh, football perspective, yeah. I think uh, the the management should have been patient mm. and just a little bit yeah. because actually uh, if you look at since Bruno Lage came. Yeah. They have been having one of the best defenses actually in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah so I think uh, they just lacked patience. Yeah. And uh, a, a good example is uh, is Arsenal. Yeah. You see, last season when Arteta was uh, was was really going down, I personally even started wondering, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but you see now. They they gave him patience and now he's in the top of the of the, the, the APL. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, they lacked patience. Yeah. Yeah. Then also selling Konokodi that was a big mistake actually. Yeah. Uh, that those are one of those transfers I never expected to go through. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know why they sold Konokodi. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a big character. He's a leader. You know. 
so i think Obviously, that's bad business for them yeah i, I agree I agree on konakodi like on arsenal the elephant will fall man like the elephant <laughs> has to fall like we're waiting for it at some point something 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 will tell and they and they'll fall but um for konakodi i agree obviously an england international he was the captain for them mm. and obviously he's still young enough to play he's like 29 maybe like going into going into 30 he's he's still like for 30 29 those are the prime years for center back and konakodi is, is definitely has been one of the, one of the best players for wolves like consistently over the past like 3 4 5 years uh-huh. and like they now they they are forced to play Ruben Neves in there and we all know the cannon that Neves has for a leg man like that guy can score from 40 yards like basically he's one of the best like scorers from outside the area and now they have to they have they play him at center back he's a 510 midfielder which is is not ideal although you've said they they have a very good defense and partly due to that has been the fact that Bruno Lazar's system like when they don't have the ball they are usually very compact and they have a, a, a solid block but um that that for me that I agree with you that wasn't a smart decision for Wolves yeah but um now they are rumored to bring in Julian Lopetegui, the manager that was at Sevilla. Sevilla obviously gave him the sack. Um, they say Lopetegui has Portugal roots, which we know Portugal basically runs through Wolverhampton. Do you think Lopetegui could have been could be a good a good signing for them? <laughs> I don't think I don't I, I I don't I don't I'm trying to find the reason why um, they went for Lopetegui, but. Uh, I think for for the marginal part it's always good to say time will tell <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> because it's it's it's, uh, it's it's really hard to judge a manager by like the first first games is is yeah. coming so I think uh now that th- that Portuguese accent which I've said probably they'll bond and uh, come up with something special <laughs> yeah 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 wolves is portugal fc yeah and obviously like the lopetegui was obviously at real madrid madrid gave him the sack like a few games in i'm not sure if he finished a, a full season at madrid i think he had a few months and um obviously sevilla obviously gave him the sack as well and obviously he has Portu- portuguese roots like obviously he has been he has, like he has he has coached in portugal and etc but he is spanish and he has never coached in the Premier League. Obviously, the English game is different from the Spanish league, which is a little bit more technical. You expect players to be more, maybe they have a little bit of flair in their game, but English football is 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 a lot more different. So there's question marks there. And hopefully, hopefully, if he gets the job, obviously there's still rumors. If he gets the job, hopefully he does a good job for for Wolves, um, because they've been a staple of the Premier League and. I, we wouldn't want to see them go down. Yeah, actually, also uh, concerning Wolves, uh, I think uh, injuries have been. Oof. Have been yeah. Because because since 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 uh, Raúl Jiménez had that head injury, I think I think they have not found their rhythm since then. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 a team which creates a lot of chances actually. So I expect the Kukusa to be scoring yeah. because uh, I, I I watch Wolves games and I'm like. If yeah. I was a number nine at Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so long as they have some people like Podence and Adam, I think. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. And yeah, speaking yeah, speaking of, of teams that may be okay or may not be okay, um, can we speak about Man United a little bit? Because they are playing tonight, they are playing um, a Cyprus team, it's called Omonia Nicosia, I think. And obviously they they, they, they lost in the Manchester Derby. 
and obviously they, they they have some players back Tony Marshall is back one of the positives of the, of the Manchester derby on Sunday do, what do you think is going to happen with Man United what do you think is going to happen with Ten Hag okay <clears throat> uh you know I've watched United's game all of them this season yeah. um it was a, a bad welcoming for him but uh yeah. I think he's a good manager actually mm-hmm. but uh the, the game against City that, that was just a tough game yeah. that was just a tough game so I, I don't think uh like we have to like blame him you know or, or Man United mm-hmm. yeah, but the guy is good mm-hmm. uh, then uh, the 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 the, the change in uh, like he's giving more of uh, Rashford or Stroke Marshall and leaving out Ronaldo yeah. so I don't I don't I don't think um the guy is bad actually yeah yeah what do you think of of the the decision to leave out um veteran players like Ronaldo Casemiro okay uh you know I, I use a pep example yeah. uh you know you sh- you have to like get your starting lineup according to who you are playing yeah. like you don't need to like just have like one starting lineup then it's always like that yeah. irrespective of what is changing you know yeah. you see like pep uh the the manchester game yeah. he knew very well that uh city will have most of the possession mm-hmm. you know so rashford will be making those runs mm-hmm. so what did he do he put a kanji he mm-hmm. not start ruben diaz because uh, rashford and yes, ruben diaz yeah. yeah so i i think um uh ten hag has that that thing of guardiola yeah. he, 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 he puts a starting lineup depending on on the on the on the event yeah yeah and also like ten hag obviously his main mo which is like people use this against him all the time especially if if like after after the manchester derby lost terribly um he said like obviously he's here to end the club and pep era which is like time will tell if that happens but like his mo is always like to try and win and to try and win games that will translate to try and win titles mm-hmm. for me the big question here is obviously i agree with you um adjusting the game plan from week to week from team to team obviously cristiano played in the europa in the europa league game um before the international break i think cristiano will start today i just think the thing with 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 um uh, with ten hag this year is he has to win the europa league I just I, i i don't think the season will be successful like if he doesn't win a trophy like he came in so i'm so hot saying he, he, he wants to win titles and i think in, in terms of the europa league i think but there's a chance barcelona could end up playing the europa league again <laughs> but like but like uh-huh. i think i think he, he has the team and the squad to do it yeah. and i just don't think it will be successful if he doesn't win the europa league although, although the competition in europa It's, 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 it's tough. tough. It's yeah, tough. tough. Yeah, yes. but uh, that's what you have to do when you want to win titles. You yeah. have to be tough. Yeah. So I, I also vote for him to to at least have one trophy this season. Yeah. yeah because uh, the guy is 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 good. The yeah. guy is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think the the advantage that United have is Man City won't be playing the Europa League. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if Man City are not playing the Europa League, I think I think your your odds greatly improve. Yeah. And also, I just think. The fact that they they are, they are players that like basically could could like grow as, as the season goes along. Obviously, Anthony has been incredible, scoring two goals in his in like his first two starts, two Premier League starts is is incredible, and um, I just think 
these are players that might have an impact. Obviously, we're still waiting to see what United actually do in the January transfer window. And hopefully, like, they just keep on building and building and building. And we, fans are hoping for another top four, top four finish. Obviously, like, I'm tired of playing on Thursdays. <laughs> I'm tired of watching our games on Sundays. Like, I, Sundays are for NFL. I, I want to watch our games on Saturdays and, like, relax on Sundays. So, like, I... I Hopefully we finish the top four. Hopefully we, we win that Europa League and bring it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then also the signings he brought. They're 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 playing some nice football. Mm. Malasi is, is is playing some nice football. Yeah. Of course, the partnership of Varane and Lisandro Martinez is something else. Yeah. yeah. So the guy the guy is he will improve Manchester. Yeah. Like just like just reiterating what I always thought of Luke Shaw. Uh, obviously, <laughs> immediately Malasia comes in. Doesn't matter if he's 22 years old or 21 or 23. Yeah. Straight into the squad, Luke Shaw goes to the bench. Obviously, Alex Telles is not at the club anymore, which is always a good a good sign. Um, hopefully, Man United actually kick on. Um, hopefully, Chelsea lose against Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, op- we might, we might. And hopefully, 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 <laughs> Arsenal also lose, man, because we're tired of seeing them winning every single game. Um, shout out to Byron, who actually like uh, every single day Arsenal wins. Like there's this video that he usually uploads on his status. I, I I, I, it's funny, but I, I'm I'm tired of of seeing him upload that single video every single day. Arsenal win, so shout out to everyone who listens to the third world perspective. This has been the the show. Any any goodbye words? My goodbye words are uh, there should be no room for racism. Mm-hmm. I think uh, <clears throat> this campaign has been going for a long time, and it's unfortunate that it keeps on going on. Yeah. yeah so guys. Uh, no room for racism. Motoni signing out. Yeah, man. Yeah, this this has been the third world perspective. My name has been Pablo. Um, basically, continue listening to the third world perspective. Uh, we're going to drop an episode every Sunday, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.